staying ahead of the count before the count even starts. This is Brewers Preview. Warming up in the pen for the last three months and finally returning to the mound. Here's your host, Matt Pauley. How about that? How about that for an intro? Man, it feels good to be back on. I'll say that. It feels really good to be back on. Welcome in to our special Brewers preview show. I've got you till 7 o'clock when we are going to head into coverage of tonight's exhibition between the Brewers and the White Sox. Once we get through this game, it is game on for the regular season as the Brewers are going to open up the year coming up on Friday night in Chicago against the Cubs. I am so glad to be talking to you. We've got a lot to get to this hour. I am going to take this first moment of the program, though, just to say... I have missed talking to you. I have missed talking about the Brewers. I have missed talking about baseball. It has been, we've all been in the same boat, wanting to see sports, wanting to see baseball. It is it is stunk, and there's been really serious things going on in our country, and we understand why we haven't had baseball, but we are back, and it's just so glad. I, I'm just so glad that we're able to do this. I would even, I would gladly, I would gladly take a phone call at this point about some somebody complaining about Craig Council not bunting enough. That is how much I have missed being on, and here we are ready to go. If you do want to join us on the program, you absolutely can do so. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Here's what we've got coming up on the program this evening. Uh, we're going to try to kind of go through most areas of the Brewers roster and also many areas of just kind of the ramifications of this season. Playing a 60-game schedule, playing in a pandemic world, how does that impact this team? We'll certainly touch on that. Uh, we'll get into Ryan Braun's health. The latest that we have heard is that Ryan Braun is in the lineup tonight. He is going to be the designated hitter. As of yesterday, when the last time we really heard anything from the club, there was some concern about Braun being ready to go for the season opener on Friday. He's dealing with a bit of an oblique injury. It's the same stuff that Braun deals with pretty much on an every-year basis. That's kind of who he is now, and I don't say this to to take a shot at him. Uh, it, but it, it, you know now with Ryan Braun that you're going to get probably an injured list stint or two over the course of a 162-game schedule. Well, what's going to happen over the course of a 60-game schedule? So we'll talk about his role on the team uh, as they move into what is going to be somewhat of a sprint. The starting rotation is set, but what's the starting rotation really going to look like? And what does a starting rotation really mean? Craig Council spoke earlier today and he kind of advised people that don't look at starting pitchers this year the way you would look at starting pitchers most years. You're playing 60 games in 66 days. You have expanded rosters for much of that time. What is starting pitching going to look like? And how much does just looking at pitchers as outgetters really make maybe even more sense this year than it does uh, at other times? We'll look at the outfield. We'll look at the infield. Third base. I, to me, that's still a question. It's kind of funny. Actually, it's to me, it's it's very peculiar the way that summer camp and, and kind of the way we've looked at this team here recently because 
you go through the normal ebbs and flows of covering a baseball team over the course of 12 months and all the storylines and everything is basically the same depending on what part of the year that you're in. And we were doing all the, all the things you do in spring training, trying to break down every aspect and you know starting pitching relief pitching the the different positional groups and everything and then stuff stopped and then it came back with summer camp and it just kind of feels like really breaking down some of these position groups and everything it just feels different right now and i don't know if it just feels different because we just want baseball to be played and all of a sudden whether or not it's going to be eric sogard or jed jerko at third base and and how much production you're really going to get there if if people are even worried about that right now as compared to just trying to get baseball started and, and find a way to get through the season and that's a huge part of this finding a way to get through the season And I have been impressed by Major League Baseball and Major League Baseball players so far because I think they have taken this very, very seriously. All the different steps that they have to go through through a course of a day to be able to stay as safe and as healthy as possible. But starting tomorrow for four teams, the Yankees, the Nationals, the Dodgers, the Giants, and then starting on Friday for every other team in baseball, Things change. All of a sudden, there's a lot more risk every single time you walk into a hotel room, every single time you get on an airplane, every single time you get on a bus, every single time you walk into a new ballpark or a new clubhouse. You don't know what that's going to mean in terms of health and safety uh, when when talking about the coronavirus. So how are baseball teams going to handle all of a sudden not being in what has essentially been a bubble of their home market, but now traveling around the country? We're going to touch on that as well over the course of the next hour. Again, if you would like to join us and talk Brewers baseball, we certainly encourage you to uh, give us a call or text in 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Or you can tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air, M A T T P A U L E Y on air. We're previewing the Brewers season. Back with more in a moment. Stick around like gum stuck on cleats. Brewers preview continues next. This is Brewers preview with Matt Pauley on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. He's going to play today. He'll DH today. Yesterday was a very good day. So we'll play today, and I think that'll, if we get a really good day today, I think we're, st- we're, we're, we're pointing in a positive direction. That's manager Craig Council speaking earlier today, saying that Ryan Braun is trending in that right direction for him to be available for opening day, has not really done much. He's been dealing with somewhat of an oblique, the back stuff, just the normal Ryan Braun stuff. He's an older player who's uh, had back surgery a few years ago, and his body is at a place that over the course of a season, there's going to be flare-ups here and there. It's unfortunate that there is a flare-up this year, right now, right before uh, what has turned into opening day, Uh, but but all that being said, he is going to play tonight, and that's that's good. And that I I think he's going to be good to go for Friday. Uh, I could be wrong on that. I think tonight will go well, and I think he'll be good to go uh, coming up on Friday. But it does present the question: What is his role on this team? And his role on the team certainly changed a bit when they made the decision to have the universal DH. 
before the universal DH, you kind of viewed him as somebody who was going to spend some days in the outfield, was going to spend some days at first base, was not really going to be totally a full-time player. But you knew down the stretch of the season, you wanted him in the lineup, and it was a it was a good problem to have. I still think you could say it's somewhat of a good problem to have that this team has more players than probably at bats than you would want, especially early on in the season. But early on in the season, this is, for me, one of the biggest things to really watch out for is how you handle a 60-game schedule in terms of usage. And generally when we use the term usage, we're talking about pitching. I'm using usage in the term of just overall usage. Because we've got this weird hybrid thing going on where it's a 60-game sprint. It's fair to call it a sprint. It is a 60-game sprint to the finish, but it's not equivalent to the final 60 games of the season because guys haven't been playing for three months. Uh, You're still fresh out of what was called spring training, what we'll call summer camp right now, when you generally start a season, there is kind of this easing in to the year. So we can't just say, okay, well, this is the equivalent of playing August, September after you've played all these months because you don't have players who have been playing on an everyday basis. Their bodies uh, are not adjusted to playing nine innings of worth of baseball. But it's also not equivalent to the beginning of the season Because in the beginning of the season, you do kind of ease into things. And a 60-game schedule doesn't really give you the opportunity to do that, to ease into games. And where are players going to be at this point? Uh, Craig Council was asked about that and about easing players in and uh, whether or not he's concerned about guys being available to play nine innings right off the bat and play every day. And it is certainly something that he has considered. I think just the intensity ramp up is so hard to duplicate in these games, especially for position players. And then, you know, it's going to start, you know, for sure on, on Friday. And, and that's as much as anything going to going to fatigue them. So we're it's definitely on my mind. Uh, I'll tell Say that and um, but I think you just got to use your eyes a little bit here and, and, and see what it looks like. I'm going to be very interested and in something I'm going to watch early on is just going to be the, how the roster is utilized and how often you actually have uh, a player play all nine innings and who's going to do that and how many off days you're giving not just to Ryan Braun we know that Braun's going to get his off days but how often are you giving a Lorenzo Cain a guy who takes a lot of pride in being penciled into the lineup every single day how often do you give him a day off what do you do with Christian Yelich Uh, the DH probably really helps the Brewers in terms of allowing Yelich a day off from the field. Yelich is the guy that you want to be able to put in the lineup every single day. And over the course of the last couple years, the Brewers have pushed and pushed and pushed him as as far as you can push him. And on some days where he has not been in the lineup, there's actually been some controversy that has even gone along with that. But the opportunity to use the designated hitter to give guys a day off, I – As much as Ryan Braun is used in the DH spot, and I would predict, assuming he is healthy, my prediction would be when we get through this 60-game schedule that Braun's going to be the guy who has most at-bats as a DH more than anybody else on the team. But being able to utilize the DH to give Christian Yelich a day off from the field, to give 
uh, Lorenzo Cain a day off. You look at the the options over at first base, and we'll probably see Braun play some first base on occasion, but there's going to be days where you really want the bats of Justin Smoke and Logan Morrison in the lineup on the same day. Uh, that's going It's going to be an opportunity to get those bats in the lineup. There's going to be days where you're going to have to give Omar Nevaez a day off from behind the plate. In fact, I wouldn't be shocked if Nevaez has about as many at-bats as a DH as anybody not name Ryan Braun. It's, it's a, and if Yasmani Grandal was around, I'd be saying the exact same thing. An opportunity to get a catcher with a good bat in the lineup without having them play behind the plate. You really give them that day off, and it's an opportunity. Again, I, I don't have every single roster of every single National League team in front of me, but I don't know if there is a team in the National League that is going to benefit as much from the DH as the Brewers are going to benefit. I feel like their roster is really built well to be able to play the game with the American League rules. And we may never go back to National League rules. We may have seen the end of uh, pitchers hitting. In fact, I think we've probably seen that. My prediction is that uh, we'll see uh, the DH in the National League moving forward from here on out. Uh, Even beyond the next collective bargaining agreement, most people assume that for 2022 that's going to be the case. A lot of questions about 2021, but I bet an agreement uh, is made between the players and the owners that would uh, indeed have the DH as here to stay. All right, we've uh, we've got a lot more to get to. Also, some late-breaking news about a possible expanded playoff. We'll get into that all coming up next here on WTMJ. Grab your pine tar and stick around. Well, what they're talking about, Frank, is that he's got too much pine tar. I did not use an illegal bat, which I didn't. It was proven I didn't. This is Brewers Preview on WTMJ. This is Brewers Preview with Matt Pauley on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. 855-616-1620 if you want to talk Brewers baseball. This is our Brewers 2020 season preview. Brewers and White Sox tonight in an exhibition game from Chicago. Bob Euchre is going to be on the call. In fact, Euchre is going to be uh, broadcasting all the games this weekend. Uh, Brewers-Cubs, if you haven't heard how that's going to work, broadcasters are not traveling. So when the Brewers are at home, it will be normal from a broadcast standpoint uh, that they're actually going to be there. But when the Brewers are on the road, the broadcast will still be originating from Miller Park, and the Brewers broadcasters will be sitting in the Miller Park Brewers radio booth looking at the game on a monitor, and that's how they are going to call the games this year. So it's a little bit different. Doug in Kenosha, he uh, texted in, how does that work with a designated hitter and a double switch? Does the double switch go away? Essentially, yes. Uh, are there situations where you might use a, a, you know, technically a double switch that you're bringing two players out and bringing two players in, and you're going to switch? Uh, you know, you're, you're going to put the first baseman where the right fielder was in the lineup and the right fielder where the first baseman was because you want whoever's playing right field to come to the plate sooner than whoever you're bringing in to play first base. You know, technically that would be a double switch, but the idea of using a double switch to put a position player into the nine hole because the nine hole is going to be coming up sooner and moving the pitcher spot to another place, that has essentially gone away. The only time that wouldn't go 
away is if you ever have the DH in there, let's say Ryan Braun is the DH one day, and whatever happens, you need him in the field. You need him to go play first base. You need him to go uh, play in the outfield. If you ever take the designated hitter and make them a position player again where they're playing defensively, at that point you absolve the DH and the pitcher hits once again. So in that situation, pitcher would be back in uh, the lineup and you would, again, possibly have a double switch. So we're kind of going really deep on rules of baseball, but that's how all that would work. Certainly appreciate the text message, Doug. Uh, some late-breaking news, by the way, and they got to get this figured out uh, in the next, like, 23 and a half hours. Uh, reportedly, Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball players are once again negotiating possibly an expanded playoff. I have long said, I have long said that I expected this to happen. Uh, I, I kind of backed off that here over the last week or so because we were getting so close to the season getting started. But the the bottom line is the way players get paid in the pay, postseason, it's based off attendance. The revenue that comes in on attendance gets distributed to players. There's going to be no attendance this year. So essentially, players would be playing postseason games for free. If you expand the postseason, you're going to bring in more money. And if the players and owners can get together, and that's always a big if, if they can get together, then potentially they could share that money, that extra money that would come in as a result of more TV revenue because of more playoff games. So I'm surprised that it took till 23 hours before the first Major League Baseball game to be played. But just from a money standpoint, it makes sense to expand the playoffs because players aren't going to really get paid much for uh, the playoffs if uh, they don't expand the uh, expand the playoffs. So we'll wait and see what's going to happen uh, with that moving forward. What's going to be the difference between the teams that thrive in a 60-game season and the teams that don't? We'll find out what Jerry Augustine, former Brewers pitcher and Fox Sports Wisconsin analyst, thinks. He joins us next. Like a jaw in the cheek, we're not going anywhere. This is Brewers Preview on WTMJ. This is Brewers Preview with Matt Pauley on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. I'm not sure if the excitement for opening day has really started yet. I, th- I think we're excited to go to a different city and, and to play a different team. I know a lot of the pitchers are really excited about that, just from a not facing your own hitters perspective. Yelly's excited about it, just kind of getting a different scene against a different in a different ballpark. So I think it's it's a good thing for us, and it's the next step as we prepare for opening day. Brewers manager Craig Council, as the Brewers and White Sox play an exhibition tonight, our coverage starts in 24 minutes right here on WTMJ. I have missed seeing this guy. I have missed talking to this guy. I am glad that uh, that portion of our lives are over for the time being. Let's bring in former Brewers pitcher and Fox Sports Wisconsin analyst Jerry Augustine. Augie, it is great to talk to you. How are you? Oh, man, it seems like it's been forever since we've talked and done a show and, and had some enjoyment talking about baseball. It's good to be back tonight's uh, the start and uh, at an off day tomorrow, and then on Friday it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, it is. And, Augie, what's going to be the difference between the teams that really thrive in a 60-game schedule and the teams that don't? Uh, you know, it's the preparation. I think anytime you, you go to a situation like this, and you got to understand it's, it's going to be a little bit different because – you know, you take from last year where you have the, you 
fulfill the season. You're done with the season. You have about two and a half months off. And then what you do is you come to spring training and you, you're there for about four or five weeks and all of a sudden, bang, you got two and a half months off. So it's almost like going through a double off season and then coming back and trying to get yourself prepared to play the game. And I think that's where uh, I really like the way Craig Council and the organization with David Stearns and, and Matt Arnold have gone about it, getting prepared, this team prepared uh, for the season. And they understand it because the last several years they've done so well the last 60 games. I think they understand what they have to do. They have to go out. It's about getting out and playing solid baseball. And uh, hopefully they'll be ready to play starting Friday. There is no sport where routine is as important as baseball. You get to the ballpark at the same time. You're, you're going to the same place. You're you're playing the game the same way. And the, all that is different this year. You, you can't spit. You can't spend too much time in the clubhouse. You might not be in the dugout. I mean, everything is changing. Just from your experience, how tough would have that been for you to have played the game kind of in one sort of way for so long and then all of a sudden and be asked to do so many things different? Well, life is about adjustments, and I think that's what this baseball season is. Uh, it's, it would be hard. I, I think once you go through things and you're so used to doing things a certain way, it's, it's going to be difficult. But I think what, with what has happened with the pandemic, the way it has been, and getting this COVID-19 under control, that everybody understands it. And they understand that in order to go out and even play the game, that there has to be changes. And, I, you know, I'm really proud of what baseball and the sports are doing in trying to go out and finding a way to go out and perform and, and do what they have to do. I know back when we played, uh, we had certain things you do to get ready for a season, and it would have been hard to change. But I think when you look at that, what's going on, and this has been something that's going worldwide, and everybody understands it, that they have to make the changes that I think the, the Brewers organization, and I think baseball and sports as a general has done an outstanding job of saying, hey, we're going to do whatever it takes to go out and be enabled to play the game that we really enjoy. And uh, we're going to find out in the next couple of weeks how well they've prepared and, and how well it's going to go. Fox Sports Wisconsin analyst and former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine continuing to join us here on Brewers Preview. The starting rotation it's kind of Brandon Woodruff and everybody else, and I say that in the sense that Woodruff is your guy who at times will give you seven, eight innings, where everybody else, I think if you get five, six innings from them and they keep you in the game, you feel like they did the job that night. Do you, this group, it's a, I mean, I think people looking from the outside are not going to be wowed by the starting rotation. How do you feel about these group of pitchers who are going to be starting games this year for the Brewers? Well, I think the first thing is I really like the way they've been, the way they've been throwing the ball. I, I think when you talk about this summer session, this, uh, this summer training period, when you go out each every day and you watch the way they come in, their approach and what they're trying to do and trying to accomplish, you have to be impressive. And, you know, I know Craig has said many times is, you know, we don't know exactly what our rotation will be. We're, we're going to do, do things a little bit differently. We've done it that way in the past. It's been successful. So I think when you look at what they're going to be doing for the 60-game schedule, you're going to see a lot of maneuvering and guys doing different things in different spots. I think when, like you just said, you got a guy like a Brandon Woodruff, I mean, who's been throwing the ball so well. He's the guy, and everybody's going to be built around him. It might be that way, but then you got to look at what they're doing for the for, uh, for the first series. And you know, last year we talked about the three young kids with, you know, with Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta and Corbin Burns, where they are going to be in the starting rotation. They're fighting for that starting rotation. That is the starting rotation for the first series. Will it stay that way? No. It's just 
until they get everybody in order, until they feel comfort in what they want to do and how they want to work their bullpen, and then you'll see things change. And Craig has said that. Be ready for it. We've done it every year, late in the year. It's been successful. This is probably how it's going to work throughout the season. Burns and Peralta did struggle in that role early on in the season, and Peralta eventually had some success in the bullpen. Burns just never found it. Are you confident that these guys are going to have a different kind of start to the season this year than they did last year? You know, you know, Maddie. What I did last night, they had a they had a, a game from last year in Minnesota where Corbin Burns came in the game, and I really watched the the two innings that he came in and, and pitched the baseball. And I was just watching how he was going to his approach to it and seeing how he was going. He had a great outing. He struck out several guys and he threw the ball very well. Well, I think what he's done, he's learned something. When I saw him in spring training, I did the last game before they uh, stopped baseball with Matt LaPay in spring training, and uh, Corbin Burns was on the mound pitch four innings. And the one thing that was impressive, he talked so much about that slider and how good it was. That day, it really was his fastball. He was locating it very well. He started using a breaker ball, a little bit of a changeup, and then when he needed it, he went to that slider. And what I've seen out of him so far in the summer training camp is what he's been doing is pitching with his fastball, locating it very well, getting ahead of hitters, and then being able to use those pitches. And uh, I think he's done a nice job. Freddie seems to be working on a slider that I see in that times has been very good. It's going to be interesting to watch these guys, how they start out. This is something special that they get to do, start the season in order to do something very special in a very unusual time, and it's going to be interesting to watch them. What should the expectations be for a Corey Knable coming off a, a, a year where he was out? Uh, I, I look at, at Corey's mental uh, approach and what he wants to do. I think mentally he is ready to pitch. I, when you look at what he's done, I came out the other night to watch him throw, and I was not so much worried about was it going to be 95, 96, is the curveball going to be sharp or anything like that. It was the way he handled himself on the mound, that uh, approach that, that type of uh, type of way he went about his pitching that, you know, he said, I'm going to ch- take charge. I'm coming after you. That's the way I'm going to pitch. And that's the way he threw the ball. He threw some really good breaking balls that night. He had some really good breaking balls, but his location on his fastball was good. He threw a couple down and away. He threw a couple high in the strike zone that were tough to get. And his velocity looked good. It was in the mid-90s. So uh, his mental approach is so important. And when he's got that good, sound mental approach, he's positive in what he wants to do, good things happen. It's that mano-a-mano when you're on the mound late in the game like he has to be, and it looked like he's got that great frame of mind. I'm I'm excited to watch him pitch and see how he starts the season. All right, Augie, great stuff. We're going to do this again coming up on uh, Friday night on the first edition of Brewers X Journeys. I can't wait to talk to you then. I'll tell you what, this is going to be a special time. We get to do a lot of special things, talk about a lot of special baseball things, and uh, this sport is going to, this, this year is going to be something special, and uh, I'm looking forward to it, Matt. You're always fun to be with. Your knowledge in baseball is so much fun, and we're going to have a lot of fun doing it this year. Yeah, we absolutely are. Appreciate it, uh, Augie. Uh, it'll be a treat uh, to work with you once again uh, this year. And Again, you can hear more from him coming up uh, this Friday night when we have our first edition of Brewers X Turnings following the opener between the Brewers and the Cubs. We'll discuss that starting rotation next on Brewers Preview. Brewers Preview continues next on WTMJ. This is Brewers Preview with Matt Pauley on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. What I want to stress to you guys is that 
you know, don't get stuck thinking this is going to be traditional five guys every day and we're going to just have a starting pitcher every day. So, Manager Craig Council attempting to explain what the starting rotation is going to look like. This is 60 games in 66 days coming off a shortened summer camp to get the season started. So to think that you would go to a conventional five-man rotation, I don't think that makes a lot of sense. Some teams have already said that they're going to go straight to a six-man rotation. I know the Seattle Mariners have done that. I noticed today, you know, Masahiro Tanaka with the Yankees, uh, he got hit in the head by a line drive by Giancarlo Stanton. He's going to miss a start, and with that, the Yankees are going to a bullpen game this Sunday. The or maybe it's Saturday. It's one of those two days. The third or fourth game of the season for the Yankees, a team with a really good starting rotation, is going to be a bullpen game. So the Brewers are not going to be alone in doing things a little bit differently from a starting pitching standpoint. But I do think where there is an advantage is, you know, the Brewers kind of know how to do this. They've they've worked through these types of scenarios before, especially in the month of September with expanded rosters. I talked about this earlier, but I'll bring it up again. It, it's hard to quantify what this 60 games is really going to look like, where you can't compare it to the final 60 games of the season because you're just coming out of camp and guys aren't stretched out but you also can't compare it to the first 60 games of the season because these you can't ease into it. You got every game is worth two and a half games of a regular season. So it's really hard to describe and figure out how you go about playing every game with the appropriate amount of urgency. You know, in the course of a 162-game season, you'll hear me say, you know, there'll be decisions that are made inside of a game And I'll say, you don't want to lose tomorrow's game today. If you're getting beat by a bunch and you've just got a pitcher out there getting destroyed and you've got a a 2% chance or a 3% chance of coming back and winning that game, why would you utilize some of your top relief pitchers in a game like that where all of a sudden they may not be available or may not be as effective tomorrow? Well, all of a sudden in a 60-game schedule, that changes a little. That changes a lot, and how the rotation is going to be used certainly plays into that. We know Brandon Woodruff is going to be basically pitching every fifth day or, or close to it. I, I would think maybe uh, you know the month of August is going to be a bear. The month of August is going to be tough. They go from playing Friday, July 31st. That's the home opener at Miller Park. They will play on Friday, July 31st against St. Louis. They will then play straight through uh, until August 17th, which is a Monday, three Mondays later. Or Yeah, and they'll get an off day on that Monday, August 17th, and then they don't have another off day until Thursday, September 3rd. So from July 31st to September 3rd, they have one off day. To think that you can get through that with just five starters, maybe even to think that you can get through that with six starters, I don't think that's, I don't think that's true. And 
that's where the Brewers having so many guys who can start is going to help. They're going to start the season with a couple players not available. Brett Anderson was going to be the number two starter. He's on the injured list with a blister. And then they acquired Eric Lauer from the Padres during the offseason. He came in close contact with someone who had the coronavirus, so he was late getting to camp. So he's going to be uh, delayed uh, a little bit, little bit as well. So you've got a starting rotation with Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, Adrian Hauser, and, and Josh Lindblom. But I would think that they are going to expand beyond those five pitchers sooner than later. And it's going to be a lot of mixing and matching. And it's going to be a lot of utilizing the expanded roster as you have it early on in the season. If you want to uh, chat Brewers, you can do so. 855-616-1620. That is the Ancunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We continue on with Brewers Preview and then get to the Brewers and the White Sox in about nine minutes. It's all coming up. Stick around like gum stuck on cleats. Brewers Preview continues next. W277-CV and WTMJ Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ. This is Brewers Preview with Matt Pauley on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. One thing that we've stressed, and I think the guys, have, you, you can see it in how the guys handle themselves, is that nobody's looking too far ahead. And, and we, that's how we have to do it. I know we have to ask about ahead and think about ahead a little bit, but it's just best not to get too far ahead of yourself in this this year. It's been a lesson for us in a lot of things. Our guys are doing a pretty good job, and that's that's how they're thinking, and that's how they're working their days. That's Magic Craig Council speaking earlier today. Brewers and White Sox tonight playing an exhibition game as uh, the Brewers are experiencing baseball on the road during a pandemic for the first time they've been in their own little bubble being in milwaukee during the course of summer camp but now all of a sudden yeah not that it's been easy over the past few weeks but when you compare just being at your home base to all of a sudden traveling this is when things do absolutely uh get challenging in fact council was asked about that earlier today there's a lot of things that are new to this. We've adapted really well to the things that were new here, um, and we're going to have to adapt on the road. But it is a different environment. We kind of get two practice days, so to speak, uh, today and tomorrow. But it's different, and it's uh, we're, we're going to have to make sacrifices while we're on the road, I think, especially and stay in our rooms a little more. Um, but the kind of process of getting to the park is, is going to change a little bit. But at this point, we're, we're become accustomed to doing things differently so it's not going to surprise the guys that we're going to have to make some changes i think it was tom hodricord who asked a question of council on the call and he made a really good point because right now when we talk about baseball teams going through a 60 game schedule we we keep saying well it's the team that stays healthy it's the team that is able to avoid losing players for an extended amount of time as a result of the coronavirus it almost feels like at times we're focused more on the coronavirus than the actual talent on the field and council was very quick to remind that yeah staying healthy and keeping players in the lineup every day is important but having good talented players is important as well 
it's the best team that's going to win over these. It's a diff, it's just a different time frame, and it's 60 games. And how that all shakes out is is an unknown for all of us because we've never done it like this. So I still think talent is pretty pretty important here. <laughs> it's still going to be a pretty important thing. And winning baseball games, however you do it, whatever manner you do it in, however it happens, having a little luck on your side, those things are still all absolutely the bigger parts of it to me. Yeah, just so much that goes into this. And anything can sink you. And anything can sink you on a 162-game schedule, but you have more time to recover. In a 60-game schedule, if the Brewer – and, and if, if Christian Yelich goes on the injured list and misses three weeks, he's, he's missing three of the, the nine weeks or the ten weeks that is the season. It's different this year. Everything is worth more, where every win essentially counts for two and a half wins. Every day that a player misses, it's the equivalent of missing two and a half days, and it's just going to be a very, very odd year. I am going to be back with you coming up on Friday evening. It's going to be the Brewers and the Cubs from Wrigley, and I can't wait to talk to you after the game. Everything from a Brewers extra inning standpoint will remain the same. Craig Kishon will generally be joining me for home games. Jerry Augustine will generally be joining me for road games, and we will be talking to you then. For now, we will head out to Chicago for the Brewers and the White Sox. Our coverage begins here in about one minute or so right here on WTMJ.